and welcome to the Netball Nation podcast. I'm Emma Louise Jones, your host, and this week I'm joined by the lovely Mags, as always. Hiya, Mags. Hello, Em. We can't keep away from each other. It's only been 24 hours. Do you know how fabulous has it been? And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm expected to see you again tomorrow. Let's do it. And uh, sadly, it's a bit late for Sarah and Stacey, who are off holidaying in Malaysia. Hard life for Ugh. them. Must be grueling that. Ugh. But that means we're joined instead by producer Kate. Now, other than being our self-confessed netball nerd, Kate's a former Yorkshire Jets player and is now a netball mum playing for Morrison's Netball Club. So good to have you, Kate. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's say like two days on the trot. I'm loving it. I know, it's great. And it's good to have you on this side of it rather than on the producing side. We're dying to get on this side. So yeah, as minutes are as not here, I'm like, I'll be in. Yeah, I'm in. I feel like Kate's going to have a lot to say this episode. I can't wait to chat to you. Welcome to Netball Nation. Now this week, we're going to do things a little bit differently because we had a really exciting day out and we just can't wait to tell you all about it. We don't get how much, but this really was incredible. <laughs> was I absolutely fabulous, loved fabulous it. Day. Uh, now yesterday, we were very lucky to be invited to the Vitality Netball World Cup preview in Liverpool and we got to speak to head coach Tracy Neville and some of the Roses players ahead of the Netball World Cup in a couple of weeks time. We've got gossip, interviews and more and as if that's not enough we're going to let you hear what both Fran Williams and Captain Fantastic Serena Guthrie had to say as well. Now as well as that we're going to round up the Sun Club Super Netball results from round nine and that's the final game for them before the Netball World Cup break so we'll find out who's now sitting in that all-important top four. Does that sound good to you guys that sounds perfect let's go now ladies first up how incredible was yesterday well it was a, it was a girls trip wasn't it? well a girls trip with nick to, yeah. liverpool, to liverpool you know and you know as we pulled up outside you know there were all the banners flying and it was like all the branding for vitality and netball world cup and we thought wow what have we come to it really was incredible because as soon as we walked in to the school that was at a school in liverpool the feel good factor was there everyone was buzzing everyone was excited it's mm. like they're so well they were so chilled they were so chilled you just you know you're thinking are they really are they ready for this competition because it's huge well to me actually that's that really relaxed us I think I think we were kind of like yeah do you know what they believe in themselves they're ready they don't have to be nervous they just have to go in there and enjoy every yeah. moment that's all we ask yeah, yeah. I think it? I think I kind of got my head maybe um overthinking the fact it's a home world cup they've got to perform like you know the pressure's on them because he did so well at getting the commonwealth gold and they don't feel like that at all i really and i genuinely believe that after yesterday well it was the worst, we were saying weren't we that it's, it's really really nice that for once england are chasing nobody yeah you know, they are cl- clearly in the driving seat and are quite happy driving along they're in cruise yeah, they yeah. are. It's, it was incredible to yeah. see. The confidence was unbelievable yeah. and rightly so. Uh, now, we've posted loads of stuff over on our Instagram and our social medias uh, at MyNetballNation. So have a look. And we will keep up posting that and giving you updates as we release the interviews because we had some incredible, incredible insights yesterday. First things first, though, ladies, how do you rate the Roses' chances following on from what we heard yesterday? Has your opinion changed at all after that? Personally, no. My opinion has not changed. You know, they 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 look great. They sound great. They're all together. They're confident. They've got a great squad. You know, Tracy has got the ability to work her way right through that bench because everybody is capable of doing a phenomenal job for her. And you know, it's now. It's yeah. now for them. And and Kate, Tracy, and the girls were all saying they're absolutely buzzing about the fact that it's their chance to shine at a home World Cup. Do you think when the going gets tough, which it can in a netball World Cup? That could be the thing that really gets them over the line. Yeah, I think I honestly think so because I think 
prior to that, I was seeing it quite negatively, like, oh, there's so much pressure, like the expectations on them. Whereas actually they mentioned, you know, the home um, home family networks and the friends are going to be there. And like you think actually back to Australia when, when they won this Commonwealth gold, how the expense for people to get over and support them, so for them to have that support network around them here, I think it'll be absolutely massive. So in those crunch games, you know, it's like, you know, the eighth man, isn't yeah, it? Well, getting, well, I mean, Tracy yeah. made mention of that, yeah. didn't she? Yeah. The eighth man saying it'd be fabulous to walk into a stadium and instead of it just being green and gold, yeah. she wants to just see a sea of red. I like that. I like that that she confirms about they had the confetti ready mm. for um, Australia. Oh, they thought yeah, Australia were going to win. Yeah, they yeah. thought they were going to so, win. So what they said they had the colours, didn't they, all ready to go when yeah. Australia were going to win. In the confetti win. cannons, The confetti yeah. cannons, and they never did. They never got to shoot them. No, because so. they were green and gold. But yeah. the girls, I think it was Serena said yesterday, didn't she? Oh, I would have minded a bit of green and gold in my hair. I'd have, I'd have reveled in it, actually. <laughs> oh, so. I should have taken that anyway. Yeah. But it is great. And also what was nice to see was that, and we heard from Chrissy Feist from Vitality, yeah. uh, and the relationship between between Vitality and the Roses is clearly so good. You know, they've been there for quite a substantial amount of time and it seems to go beyond just sort of a sponsorship role, doesn't it? Well, she was talking as though it was just part of a big family. Yeah. Um, an extended family. So she's been there right from the, they've been there right from the start when uh, England weren't performing as well. Then they've obviously found the mojo. They've stepped it up and they're now winners. And the fact that Vitality are prepared to, you know, continue with that that um, branding for England and they're prepared to go, I think it's about another three years. Yeah. Plus the additional stuff that Chrissy was telling us about in relation to grassroots uh, umpiring, uh, sorry, coaching. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a phenomenal opportunity for so many people out there that want to be coaches. It really is. And that opportunity is that what Vitality have pledged, uh, they announced this yesterday actually while we were there, is their We Are Rising campaign. Uh, so basically what they're going to do is pay for a level one coaching qualification for every 100 goals scored in the Netball World Cup. Now that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were laughing yesterday, weren't we? Because she said, oh, we've done our maths and we think that works out about 100 coaches. And we were like, um, yeah. <laughs> might, might be a few more. And, and, then and, bankrupt. <laughs> and then Tracy were at the post. I mean, we all know Tracy was an absolutely phenomenal shooter. She was at the post, right, let's start them now. Yeah. So Tracy's popping those goals through the net and like Chrissy, like, oh, yeah. stop, and stop, stop. Looking nervous. I, I love there's going to be like a fan area outside. Um, the, it's the MS Bank Arena now, isn't it, in Liverpool? And the goals that are scored there by, you know, they people, all count. people going to watch yeah. the games they're going to count as they well so count. yeah so i think if it's you fantastic. are going get yourself over there and yeah. make sure we tally all of that mm. up and get as many as many people funded as possible because we were chatting yesterday weren't we girls and saying actually that's one of the difficult difficulties is the financial barrier for people who want to take it to that next level and want to become a coach actually not only is it just the time constraints but if you can't afford it that's basically a block for it you. It is. I mean, I know that the, within schools, I mean, there are quite a few schools who, who don't have the, the, the PE staff that, that can coach netball. And there are quite a few schools who, who buy it in. There's lots of parents who offer to do that after school, take their daughter's netball team or their sons, because I know that there's under 11s, you know, boys and girls can play netball at the same time. What an opportunity for that mum or that dad to take advantage of this funding from Vitality. To, to be that person that can deliver that after school stuff. Or if they don't want to, or they don't aspire to be the next England coach, you know, they might want to do something locally within the community. You don't have to want to be England, yeah. but 
just local stuff Absolutely. where you're just struggling to get coaches. It's it's amazing. Exactly that. It's going to help at grassroots level right the way up. Massively. I think um, the level one qualification as well, like I moved from being a player to being a coach and, and it's a big step because as a player, I don't think you ever see yourself in that role and it can be a bit daunting. Um, but with the level one qualification, you're always supported, aren't you? Delivering your sessions by yeah. kind of a level two or higher um, qualified good. coach. So it's a really good step just to give people the confidence to kind of understand what's involved with being a coach, delivering sessions and to have that support with them as well. I, I think it's fantastic. And it is. to have more level ones around is is going to be awesome. And did they talk about mentoring as well? Did they not say that they're going to try and find mentors for all these level one coaches yeah. as well? So yeah. they, they don't feel isolated and they don't feel, you know, on their own. Uh, because let's hope that they move on from just the level one. We want them to keep going if they, keep, if they feel capable and able Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yeah. I know we here at Netball Nation were just so happy when we heard that. It is a great initiative. And if you want to find out more about that, you can go to vitality.co.uk forward slash we are rising. Now, then one of the players we got to chat with yesterday was Fran Williams. Now, Fran, as you'll know, has really shone in the defensive end this season for Wasps in the Vitality Super League. She's only 21 years of age and it's her first ever World Cup. Incredible. Now, Mags, you were the same age when you played in your first world championships in Scotland can you sum up how Fran's going to be feeling and how much she'll gain from being a part of this squad um I think she's well number one absolutely delighted to have made the squad and she's she's made that squad on her own merit um she'll be relishing the fact that she's going to be in and amongst you know the best players in the world um hoping that she'll take the court in some way shape yeah. or form um as we said earlier Tracy's got a wealth of uh, experience on the bench so Tracy will probably find the game that fits Fran to give her that exposure and give her the experience um and she will just go along for the ride don't get me wrong she's there she'll want to play because who doesn't want to yeah. play but it's just going to be an amazing opportunity for her and it's also building to the future because she is the future of England netball um where you know, blown away with the quality we're having defence at the moment, but they won't be around forever. So these younger players have to get the opportunity where where it, you know, lends itself and she needs to be out there playing. And she did say as well to us yesterday that she was so happy that because of how young she is and when she's, the time she's got into the squad, she gets to play potentially the rest of her netball years professionally. Yeah. And that's a huge thing oh, for it's her. it's amazing. Um, to have the option of having like netball as your career now it's, is just incredible. And hearing well, her, yeah. well, I just was so excited for her. Yeah. I never thought, I never thought I would see it yeah. in my, you know, netball years. I never thought I would see it. But, you know, and Fran's been quite smart as well because she was talking about um, also doing her degree. A, a degree. Yeah. You know, so she's been smart and getting some sort of qualification behind her as well. For whatever reason, I mean, I hope she has a fabulously long life within netball, but for whatever reason, if that doesn't work out, then she's got something to fall back on. Absolutely. Well, let's have a listen to what Fran did have to say to us at Netball Nation yesterday. So Fran, first of all, congratulations on being called up to be part of the World Cup team. Incredible. And at 21 years of age, that is no mean feat. You must be seriously proud of yourself. Yeah, no, I'm definitely proud of myself. Um, it's not something I would have expected six months ago if you'd asked me, but I guess I've just been keeping my head down, training hard, taking opportunities when they've come and yeah, made the most of it. So I'm just so excited and grateful for the opportunity and all the support I've had in getting here, I guess. And what's it like for you to be part of a team of girls who are obviously part of the Commonwealth success and who are relatively, they're quite a bit older than you, aren't they? Yeah, no, some of them are a little bit older, but I think there's a good blend in the team of ages and experience. And I think 
actually there's some older girls but there's some lesser experience from these international competitions and there's a few of us who it's our first world cup and then there's girls that it's going to be their fifth world cup for example jiva and jade and stuff so you know we've got those girls that are fearless unknown and then those girls with the experienced heads and who will know what to do when you know it gets tough so um i think it's that good combination of experience ages youth so um i'm going to make a bit of a comparison here because i remember just being 21 and it being my first world uh, championship so i know exactly where you are right now and how it feels and it was in scotland my first world champs and being in amongst the the big girls as we called it you know it's the most wonderful wonderful feeling you'll never have it again what do you personally want to get from this experience and being part of that group i think i just want to enjoy it above all i've been given this opportunity and i want to remember this experience as kind of the first my first big thing and when I look back hopefully on my netball journey with more experiences like this to come hopefully I'll remember this is just a great first experience and this is where I'll hopefully learn my lessons and become a better player because of it and so that's why I just want to take all the opportunities that I get and make the most of it and enjoy it so that hopefully when I come out the other side I'm a better player because of it and can start you know my netball journey from there I guess. Absolutely that's the right attitude to have isn't it and I guess as well for you this is it's a huge thing that you're about to be a part of um, as it is for the other girls you all seem so relaxed and just happy and content going into it what is the feeling like in camp in training um, everyone's working really hard but I think picking up on what you said about that relaxed feel we were all saying as well this morning that we're not scared yet we're not feeling the pressure too much and I think that's because we've just come off three weeks of intense camps in Loughborough where we've just been focusing on the preparations and training hard so you've kind of been head down focusing on that and not really thinking so much about the end game yet and then when that'll kick in when we get to Manchester get to Liverpool and you know are joined up with the whole team with the girls coming up from Suncorp I think then that's when we'll start to feel the buzz of it all but I think that's been good that we've just been heads down getting on with the training and I think we're all feeling in a really good shape prepped and ready to go definitely so camp in Manchester before it all kicks off proper um any games arranged there that you you know p- b- you know before Pope, was it what is it? It's pre, is it pre? Pre, pre. <laughs> Netball World Cup games. Yeah, we've got um, a warm up game against Manchester Thunder. Um, oh. well, You'll be team. used to doing that, won't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, still a little bit hurt from the grand final. Don't, <laughs> it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, it's leave gone, it's it, Fran, leave it. Step away exactly. from it. Exactly. In a completely different mindset now, completely different team. Exactly. Um, but still, best get my revenge. Yes, <laughs> Fran. <laughs> it will be just a good opportunity for us to practice our combinations, um, practice things that we'll have been working on in training in Manchester and just test ourselves because I think it's still important to keep that match intensity up so we're feeling ready to go when we um when we hit the game time and I think and I think it also like you were talking about the fact that we've still got girls in the Suncorp that are yet to join the main body of the squad so it'd be great for you all to get those connections because for as much as you know you're all awesome you need to be playing together exactly and that's perfect that we're coming in and we're having that time together and we're lucky that actually a lot of the girls out there have played for years in this squad and have combinations with the other um, with the other girls in the team so we are lucky with that but everyone blends in and gets on so well anyway those connections are there off the court and on the court and we've all been whatsapping and keeping in touch while they've been away still and um, I know some of them are in the air now and we've all wished each other safe flights and things like that so um, no the vibe's definitely good between us. It's good to hear. And just finally, Fran, uh, for any Netball Nation listeners who are thinking, do you know what, we aspire to be like her, 21 years of age, doing something incredible. What is the one bit of advice that you give to them? 
I think just to enjoy it and then take opportunities because you know I am young and I'm saying earlier that I'm actually going to be a part of hopefully this generation of girls that get to experience their whole um, elite netball time as a professional netballer and I just want other girls to be able to see what I'm doing and see that sacrifices and choosing sport is a, a valid option now and I would have looked a few years back and thought oh can I be a netballer like can I make all these sacrifices and for example I'm sacrifice some of my uni I'm going part-time I'm doing it slower and things like this but those are the choices I'm making because I can now see a foreseeable future as a netballer and I just want other girls to see that I'm making these choices and you know she's a cool inspiring young girl who's making it and you know I can do that too and I want people to think that you know playing sport is a viable option and it's not just something to do once a week but if you love it why not Mm. why not do it and us girls should see those opportunities to be able to be professional athletes and that's been a dream of mine and now I'm living it yeah I know I know I missed that that was the last question but let me just get this one in because you talked about sacrifices you know if you want to be a professional athlete then sacrifices have to follow and you talked about the fact that you were slowing down your degree you would be doing it over more years just so that people don't think that coaches are just wicked witches and just do it for the sheer hell of it and fun of stopping athletes doing their thing. Could you just, for our listeners, just say some of the things that you've had to sacrifice to get to where you are right now? Yeah, so, so I've had to do sacrifices, like missing social things is a big thing, particularly as a young girl as well. There's so much social pressure to be, um, you know, going to parties, seeing your friends all the time, going out shopping, you know, you want to go on holidays. I've had to fly home early from holidays before with my family and things like that. And there's some of the sacrifices that I actually think are quite trivial, but it they might sound trivial, but actually you don't realise those kind of pressures that girls face as a teenager in this in our social generation yeah, yeah. they're quite big things to give up and to sacrifice and lots of girls feel pressure to do these certain things um but you know i want girls to think yeah no i can do that because i love playing sport and that's what makes me happy and it's a cool thing to do as well as going out it's a cool thing to do and all of that but also as well i talk about the sacrifices that i make but i also must touch on the fact that as a result of me making these sacrifices my family have had to make sacrifices for me and you know my mum's given up so much time to drive me around the country for netball support me mentally emotionally physically literally let's just put a um, shout out there for Fran's mum yeah yeah shout out to Fran's mum she's a winner um but also for like my sister and my brother you know sometimes the attention is all on me um so I just the sacrifices my family also have to make as well I really appreciate Amazing message. Fran Williams, thank you very much and best of luck here at Netball Nation. We'll be rooting for you. Yeah, go well. Go well, Fran. Thank you. I mean, it's incredible just hearing how mature, humble and relaxed but ready she is. She is actually really inspirational, isn't she, girls? Well, she defies her age. Yeah. yeah, and the years. She just it's it's almost as if, you know, she's she's been ready for this yeah. all her life. And, you know, we, we said it then and we'll say it again now. You know, the best of luck and I hope she gets an opportunity to take the call. And we talk about sort of role models. I think she really is, because of her age and because of her attitude, I really consider her a role model for younger players coming through because the struggles she touched on there about the sacrifices, social life and other kind of things, they're real. That's the real kind of thing, the balance that you have to strike, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, um, like you say, she speaks with such maturity. Like, she, she says, oh, it might seem quite trivial, but to, to you growing up and you being in that social Huge. circle, it, it, these are big things. I think just people being able to see, you know, the end product and the end result of, of those sacrifices that she's made make it kind of more worthwhile. And, and I think she's showing that, you know, you work hard, you put your mind to something, this is achievable. And um, I think definitely for young netballers coming through, like 
with me growing up and playing that that wasn't you know the route she's taken wasn't an option and yeah I, I I'm super inspired I wish I was 10 years younger and I, <laughs> yeah. was, I had the ability to go it's, through yeah. it again no but. I think nobody nobody appreciates it until you're in it yeah. You know, because I think, I can't remember, I was having this conversation with, not that long ago really, talking about how many years I'd played netball, how many years I hadn't taken a holiday during netball season because yeah. it was frowned upon, how many 18th birthday parties I'd missed, how many 21st birthday parties I'd missed, how many christenings, how many weddings, you know, all those social things yeah. that people expect you to be at, but you can't be there because you make the choice and you have to make smart performance choices once you're on that roller coaster, mm. and I wouldn't, I would not change it, and I would not do it any other way. But exactly. you have to accept that that's just how it is. You do, and a huge thanks to Fran for taking the time to chat to us. We wish her lots of luck, and of course, enjoyment in her first ever World Cup wearing the red dress. Mm. Good luck to <laughs> her. Exciting. Now we were also very lucky to catch up with the legendary Serena Guthrie. Uh, now Serena is arguably the best mid-court player in the world at the moment, and she'll be captaining the Roses in a home World Cup. Do you think she's going to rise to the challenge, girls? <sighs> Absolutely. Do you know what? Well, she's cooler than she's, a cucumber, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. And unbelievably fit. You know, yeah. she just she's just in such good shape, isn't yeah. she? Like that. You, you see, you can see that when you're watching her, like on TV and stuff. But to meet her in person, you're like, wow, she is just like. Honestly, I don't think even if I went to the gym every day for ten hours for ten years, I'd get in that kind of shape. She's yeah. a natural athlete. Oh, yeah. unbelievable! It's, it's mad because I, I was thinking this. Like I went away from yesterday, and it made me think back to my netball journey, and you know, playing against Serena like ten years plus ago, and she was amazing then. And like you knew she was going to be a star of the future, but to see her kind of put that into to practice and to deliver on that and she's just incredible she's yeah next level a me. lovely girl as well and yeah. what makes her so special on the court do you think um the athleticism yeah she goes yeah. about i mean she knows what her job is we talk about it as coaches we say to them you know when you get on that court this is your job you know what's expected of you just go yeah. and do your job well serena does just that she goes on she stays focused you know she's she's able to do her job and do it well and take it to the next level and that's the kind of player that every coach would like on the team. Well, ideally, you'd like seven of them. But she, she's like, she can make the difference to a score. I mean, we talk about certain players um, making gains, which create mm. opportunities, which create goals. And she's the kind of player, when it's a nip and tuck game, can gain three, four, five balls by turning it over getting it back up to your shooters. And that could be the difference between winning and losing. That's how important she is as a player. Definitely. And how do you think she'll juggle the, the being a player and captain it? Do you know, oh, how do you think I, she'll I, cope I, with that? I'm going to jump in because I was going to say this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think she's the absolute like right person to be wearing that captain's band. Um, she is a leader on court. She just works tirelessly, nonstop. She's grafting and she's encouraging everyone else. She's like leading by example. So she's like encouraging everyone else to step up and keep with it. And I think if you are looking... Like, you know, you're a couple of goals ahead. You want someone to be level-headed and to kind of calm the girls down. Fantastic, she's that player. If you're a couple of goals behind and you're trying to claw them back and you need everyone to step up a gear, she's that player to rally them, to make them do that as well. So, yeah, I think she's just completely the best choice for that, for that position. And what struck me was that when we were chatting to her, she was overwhelmingly calm. I felt so like she calm. was calming me <laughs> well, down. She was almost, I thought she was going to fall over. <laughs> yeah. She's that yeah. 
calm and laid back. Yeah. Is this for real? I know. Yeah, ha- yeah. Have a listen to this and you'll see what we mean. This is Serena Guthrie talking to Netball Nation yesterday. Serena, you seem like the most laid back person in the world, but you are also... Like. <laughs> she is. I, I'm fascinated by this because you really are, and but you're also no stranger to pressure. So how are you feeling knowing that you're about to captain your team in a home World Cup? It's obviously very exciting and I'm, it's going to be a very proud moment for me. I think for, I am quite laid back and I think the way that I view the game now as a senior player compared to kind of five or six years ago is completely different as well and I think that kind of probably helps me um, when it comes to that particular question with the pressure and everything. I'm not really feeling it. I'm just really looking forward to um, stepping out with my mates. You know, It's so cool that I get to go out in a World Cup with... You know, Joe Hart is my best mate. I get to go to World Cup and share that experience with her. And it just kind of, it kind of um, it grounds me, I think, knowing that I've got such good relationships with my teammates and that it doesn't really matter whether you're a captain or you've got one cap or no caps or 161 like Jade. We're all just, <laughs> you know, we're all just going out there together and it's a clean slate, this World Cup. And I'm really looking forward to kind of writing this journey with the girls. You make it sound like one big party. <laughs> I want to get involved. Oh, do you really? <laughs> but what, what's training been like for you guys? Because obviously people are going to look to you to lead. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been really tough. Uh, it's fair to say Tracy and the uh, medical team have put us through our paces the last three weeks. But um, we feel ready. I think like that the, the thing that's come out of this, this last three weeks for the girls that have been at home, it's like, okay, cool. It's enough running now. Let's just get into the playing. And I think they've done a wonderful job in getting us prepped and... Also, the girls that haven't been selected, like the environment the last few weeks um, in camp has been unbelievable. Um, and for those girls to come in and just be absolutely redlining with us for the last few weeks has been awesome as well. Definitely what you want, though. Yeah, Serena, let me just ask you a question about the captain and player role, because it's a difficult one for most people to manage. Some people who were awesome captains then struggle to do their own job because they're too busy watching what's going on around them. And then there are others who do their job and do it really well and then don't step up as the captain how do you manage that role as an awesome player and also a captain um it's a really good question and you're right I think it is about having that balance I think for me where my strength lies within a captaincy role is with the on-court stuff you know like I'm the player who who will forget her shoes on a semi-final day but I know I've got 12 people behind me that are going to back me up from some Joe Joe will come along and just chuck my trainers in my bag if she sees I've forgotten him you know so I think for me like it that part for me, I don't think is the challenging part as a captain because um, I think I play with a lot of passion anyway. And I think also I'm very fortunate the fact that I've got, you know, pretty much 12 leaders within this team and, you know, within their clubs, they all lead and have these, you know, roles and responsibilities within their club environment. So the skills that we've got within this team are huge. So for me, um, it's quite easy to get that balance. And if I am struggling with something, I've, I've no, no qualms in delegating. I'm a, I'm a great delegator, <laughs> I found out, as captain. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. And again, like, it's just, it's a really fun role. You know, I don't, I don't feel particularly stressed out about it or anything like that. I think, again, it is definitely difficult if you're not performing being a leader and and trying to get your team to get around each other um and you know we've had that in the south africa quad series where we weren't performing that great and that was i definitely learned quite a lot from that particular um test series and in like messaging and things like that and how 
as a leader, I guess, not just captain, but as a leader, how I need to try and make sure that we're sticking true to what we say, who we want to be, whether it's in the good or bad times, because we went away from that in that game, but we found it before the Australia game, we went out and won. So it's all these learnings, I think, that you have, and that was a great experience for me being a, being a captain in that quad series. So, you know, I think I've had quite a bit of experience now to hopefully get me through those tough times if they come but you know it's not it's not just on one person and we know that and that's the great thing about this team it is very much a team and a family and we keep touching on this word family but there is no other word for it I don't think and you, that shows you can really see that even today that you all get on so well we've got to ask you Serena do you fancy your chances of course why not you know like why not us you know and it's you know, the one thing we chucked out, we chucked the history book out of the window with the Commonwealth Games, and I think it's completely blown World Netball wide open. And the fact that we can come to a home World Cup as real contenders and be confident. No, we don't have to be loud about it, but yeah, of course we can be confident. We've gone and won a gold medal. Why can't we do it again? And we've got a fantastic team, and we've had a great prep, and the girls away in Australia have been playing well. Why not? <laughs> yes, well, I know we here at Netball Nation are championing you all. We'll be talking about it the whole way through and wish you all the best of luck. Thank you. Just uh, one last question oh, for you. Yes, Do you have a message for Run Like Forest, who is <laughs> in Australia as we speak? Message for our Sarah. Um... I know you're an Australian, mate, but I do hope that you'll be getting online and supporting from abroad because, you know, we need those tweets. We need that ban. We want the Run Like Forest action across the whole of the World Cup. There you go, Sarah. We'll get a reaction on this week's episode. Thank you so much and best of luck to you guys. Do you see what I mean? She is that cool that she makes a cucumber look hot. <laughs> It's, it's ridiculous. But, you know, listening yeah. to her then, I actually looked down and I had goosebumps. Yeah. It's like she made me believe, like, yeah. And, and it's the way she talks about, and I think it's that's partly what makes her the perfect captain, is that she talks always about the team. It's not yeah. about her. Yeah. It's always about the, the, her friends and her sisters and everyone's a family. And I think that's what you need to be a great captain. Well, it's, it's a team game, isn't it? Yeah. And no one person, no one individual... Can, can win that game for you. Yeah, we've seen the sensational finishes when there's seconds to go and the ball's in the shooter's hand and that goal will win the game or not. But you still need the six others around you to get it to you. So it is. It's very much a team game. Yeah, I, I think... I, well, sorry, I was just going to add to it. I think it's really big that she's actually been over here this season, you know, playing for Bath in the Super League. And then that means she's been able to enter the camp earlier yeah. than what she would have been had she been over in Suncorp. And, yeah, integrated and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so like that, that calmness and that kind of... This is this is the process. This is what we need to do to, to achieve what we want to achieve at the end of it, and just having her kind of leading that, but kind of not leading it because it's the team yeah. from the beginning. I think it's really important. I think that confidence comes from having won the Commonwealth gold, yeah. Yeah. because for so long England have been the bridesmaids. Yeah, for so long they've always believed that they can do it, but they've never been able to get over that hurdle. And the minute that they do. It, the, the, the belief just shifts completely to the no point where fear. they feel that's yeah. probably why they're so calm and obviously they've been well prepped but they're that calm because that belief is real they've done it yeah absolutely. so you know we can do it again there's no fear I remember we used to like get New Zealand or Australia in, the, in a draw and oh, we're playing them next or oh, it's going to be a really tough game and it just we know it's going to be tough but there's not that fear factor there now of 
oh, we're going to get beat. Like, it just doesn't feel like that. We can contend and we can be there right to the last goal. And we have now know we can win gold against them. Yeah. It, it's massive. And I think they felt the support as well throughout the Commonwealth. And I think they know that that's... Because the World Cup's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we've spoken about how it's going to be streamed. It's going to be shown. Every game pretty much is going to be shown. Yeah. And I think with it being on home turf, that's going to give them that just that extra boost as well, isn't it? Yeah. I think massive. that's definitely what they need. Tracy's mentioned, didn't she, about the just being like red <laughs> yeah. where, in the way they're playing because they're so used to it being like you know black and white or green and gold and yeah just to have that like we, we, we we've got this yeah. Like, we, yeah we need to start we, we should start a trend we should get it going that everybody you know all our netball fans from you know that followers at netball nation all the big england fans get wearing red get it posted let's get the hashtag on there and let's show the england girls that we're so behind them See, I work for Leeds United, so if they see oh. me in red, they're not going to be very happy, are they? Hey, you better remember, you're one of our sisters here. Get the red I'll on. I'll tell you what, I'll wear, I'll wear yellow, blue, white and red. Yes. Shall I do that? Yes. Let's get that trend going. Everybody wearing red, let's post it. Yeah. Let's get the hashtag on for England netball and let's get right behind our girls. Absolutely, let's do it. And Kate, you touched as well a bit on what Tracy Neville said there. Uh, and over the next couple of episodes, we're going to be sharing the rest of the interviews from yesterday. Of course, including head coach Tracy Neville ahead of the Roses' potential history making world cup so do make sure you keep listening and downloading all the latest episodes from mynetballnation.com as well as that follows follows on the socials because we will be teasing little bits for you so if you're on instagram twitter get us on there and have a look and we'll give you little updates right moving over the pond to australia now so we can catch up on the latest results from super netball uh, since we've got no sarah or stacy on the line we can literally say whatever we want guys that's good isn't let's it? do it Max is like, uh, within yeah. reason family show uh, yeah this is true family friends Round nine was the last round before the league breaks for the World Cup. So we know that teams will have been wanting to finish strong. Uh, Last week, we spoke about how close the league actually is. And this round definitely proved that with shock results, keeping things exciting heading into the break. Firstly, we're going to start with Magpies as we've been talking about how things aren't clicking for them yet and that the big games aren't performing. But this week, they go and get that huge win over Firebirds. 63-3. 50, which sees them creep into the top four. Just to remind you, Mags and Sarah, because she is going to listen to this at a later time, uh, you both got that one wrong, so... No, did we? Cough yeah. it up, yes. I was, I was very smug when I uh, point, <laughs> thought I'd point that yeah, out. I, I saw it on Twitter. I saw the results and I was like, oh, got it. Oh, I think that's because, you know, that um, Magpies have not been in form, as we all know, and Firebirds, they started to pick up the momentum. So we thought, yeah. you know, they're going to they're gonna turn up for this one. Very sad. Very sad. It's it's just odd, isn't it? There's just no consistency with Magpies, and it's frustrating because you know some awesome players there. And um, I think when I when I saw they crept into top four, I was like, how have they managed that? Like they've been so <laughs> up and down. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for like the bonus point system. We said that keeps it really yeah. exciting and keeps yeah. them in the mix. Yeah. Um, but also like it, it makes me question. Like Sarah mentioned last week, they've obviously taken a bit of a hammering in um, the press over there, haven't they? For not performing, having the best team on paper. And it's like the players see that and think, all right, well, we're going to show you this week. We're going to go out and put It can go one of two ways. You can either lose confidence or you can say, I'm going to prove you wrong with that. And and clearly they've gone, we're going to prove you wrong. Well, they have to, didn't they? Because Firebirds were at the bottom of the table. And, you know, for them to lose to Firebirds, it wouldn't have been. Well, they would have been crucified, wouldn't they, by the media? They were informed, though. So it's almost a bit of a worry for me that it takes something like that for Magpies to then perform. So it's like, says to me that there's definitely some kind of mental thing 
affecting them and that's why they're not getting the performances it's nothing it's, I mean we know this there's some awesome players yeah. the ability factor isn't there it's like mentally what is it going to take to G them up mm. and to get performance out of them but yeah I suppose they would have been looking at it thinking this is a game we should be winning and, uh, well, well we've all had yeah. that banana skin game though. yeah yeah you know, thinking that we should win but I mean for them to if they had lost to Firebirds there would have been some serious criticism yeah there would yeah. have been, but you thought that's what was going to happen. Gonna happen. So we're still <laughs> waiting. Money mags. Oh, damn. I'll wait till the end of the episode and then I expect you to cough up. Right, moving on. <laughs> Unfortunately for Stacey and West Coast Fever, they were beaten by an informed Sunshine Coast Lightning 65-57. To put things into perspective for Fever, that's an improvement on their round two defeat to Lightning 55-80. And we know that Lightning are looking very strong this season with seven wins and only two losses. And they're now sat in second place on the ladder, just two points behind Swifts. Do you think they have what it takes to go all the way, guys? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they've got the firepower with the with their piece at goal shooter, mm -hmm. and then they've got the defensive end with the South African defensive yeah. duo who will be, obviously, over here in Liverpool yeah. doing the business. Um, nobody can seem to get around them. You, no. you know, you look, you look at the defenders and you think, what do we do to beat that defence? They're on fire, and I think they'll be there. I'm, um, you know, Carla. We uh, Petorius. Yes, but we've we have chatted about her quite a bit on the show, and yeah, she she's really like shining. so unassuming. Yeah, she doesn't look much, and yet people are arguably saying she's probably one of the best goal defenders in the world. Wow. She, she's played like you know stand out against Joe Harton, against Girls, and I'm just like right, okay, they, like South Africa are definitely dark horses, aren't they? Got got some really good. Yeah, they have. Good they've got, they pulled in together there. a fabulous team and so many of them now are playing in the Sun Corp. Yeah. So they're now, uh, and we were saying that last World Championships, they didn't have many um, players that had the caps that mm. show that they've got the experience of playing at international level. But now they have, if you start counting up the caps that their girls have got, they've got the experience now to make yeah. some some serious upsets in that strong competition. Strong yeah. units, haven't yeah. they? Definitely wants to watch then. Looking forward to continuing and chatting about that. Just, just a shout out for Fever. I saw Stacey posted something on social media about like, I prefer a draw, you know, because I think they, uh, they do really need to like put it into perspective and I'm sure they will in the debrief yeah. process of like the improvements, like, you know, uh, Lightning a, a massively informed, very, very strong outfit. And to look at that kind of, difference well, in score yeah. from the second round to now exactly it is about yeah. perspective and yeah. seeing actually comparatively that's not so bad yeah and I, it'll be on. tough because i know fever won't want to be you know at that on that side mm. of things but being realistic for where they are this season like that's not a horrendous result so and as a coach you yeah. know you, you expect to see the improvement because that's yeah. what they'll do prior you know prior to the game they all said you know what do we want to achieve what do we want to gain from this and the fact that they did narrow the the, the margin yeah. score wise is something that they should look at but sorry girls i know everybody always wants to win but that's the positive for you yeah a nice break for some of them now anyway yeah, it is. <laughs> well yes yeah. stacy's in malaysia yeah i know she, she i'm sure she's happy aren't you hopefully and she's so forgotten now she's just sunning yeah. herself and yeah. that's forgotten no and stacy she won't have but anyway <laughs> <laughs> well last week we spoke about vixens being the dark horses for the competition and they showed up again in round nine with a dominant win over giants 47 <sighs> 66 vixens were off the mark from the first whistle and their strong start saw them 12 goals up at half time uh, diamond shooter caitlin thwaites looked very strong netting 40 of her 42 attempts but both Bassett and Harton were benched at the other end with things not quite clicking for them is that potentially a bit of a worry for both players do you think heading into the World Cup 
I don't think they'll worry at all no. because, you know, Seabass will go back to the Diamonds and she'll do what she does well with them, with the yeah. attack that come at her. And Joe Harton, she'll go to England and she'll do what she does best. We, we've talked about this connection between those two before, yeah. being a little bit rocky, that they started off a bit uncertain, then they seem to find the groove and then they're back on this rocky, rocky patch again. Um, or maybe it was just a case of the Vixens just did a job on them and did homework and, and just played, as I understand, outstanding netball against them I, th I think it is that and I think they were just looking for ways to change what they were doing I don't think it was necessarily two of them performing badly I just think for whatever reason that attacking unit wasn't being allowed to click and perform mm. so they were looking at ways to change up what they were doing I do also think you know Seabass was injured wasn't she heading into the season and getting over that I don't think the pair of them have had as long as they would have liked potentially to gel yeah, you um, see, I, I I I get the injury thing, but she's been back and on the court for quite some time yeah, now. Yeah. You know, she's been selected as part of the Aussie Diamonds. She's the captain for the Aussie Diamonds. And that, for me, is no longer um, something that she can fall back on. Um, there's just something again, you know, yeah. there's something going on. Maybe it's because the stars are so similar. They're both goal shooters. Maybe that's yeah. why it's not working. Um, for as much as I think Joe Harton is a quality goal attack, she's a better goal shooter. And maybe that's what you've got. You've got a goal yeah, tag playing goal shooter with another goal shooter yeah, in the yeah. in the It's not there. working yeah. for them. What do you think, Kate? No, I agree with that. Actually, I'd not really thought of it that way. And um, yeah, because I I like seeing Joe out the circle. Oh, I, I, I mean, like seeing she's her create. so skillful and she's, like you say, but, creative. But, but then you think, and I'm thinking of Joe now in its shooter with Howsby goal attack and how, you know, impressive that combo is. I'm like, oh, God, yeah, she's not really having the option to go there, is she, for them? So. Yeah, it could be a bit of that. Well, finally, the shock of the round has to be Adelaide Thunderbirds fighting out a draw against New South Wales <laughs> Swifts. 51-51. What a match, eh, girls? Big shock. Big shock. Huge <laughs> shock, but great for Thunderbirds, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I wish you'd have been at the game, to be honest. Mm. Sounds like a cracker. Sounds but, like Shamira did a business. Yeah. Shamira would just taking and stealing balls for fun go girl yeah oh do you know we shared a picture of her like in the air on um our social media not long ago and, and she's just for me she's definitely one to watch for the world cup competition because i think commonwealth she was still a bit raw and um you know still like obviously had masses and masses of potential but she hadn't quite honed her skills and like now she's just like next level and you know going over and playing in Suncorp I think she's just pushed her that again that next level up and she's really shown what she can do up there so I'm sure she will when she's in a Jamaica dress as well oh, sunshine exciting, girl exciting yeah. well you're backing them aren't you Mags though I really do think that they are going to be the team that's going to cause a few upsets uh, well, Maria Falau as well had a shot to win the game in that game for Thunderbirds in the dying seconds, but she just couldn't convert. Do you think we're going to be seeing more last-second chances to win in the World Cup? Is that going to be a theme, do you I, think? Well, the gap between the top five, six teams now has closed because if the Commonwealth Games, you know, England only beat Jamaica by one goal in the dying second. They took the gold in exactly the same way. And I think that's where netball is now. Those top countries are so close that it will be end-to-end -end stuff, nip and tuck. Nobody's going to want to make a mistake because it's going to be decided in the dying seconds of the game. And that does make it a great spectator sport. You oh, know, it's hellish if you're a player. Yeah. But yeah, awesome but spectators. Watch, yeah. right. It's brilliant yeah. where we've got to, I think, with international netball because back when, when you know, I've... I first probably started picking up. You'd expect like your Australia and New Zealand game to be like one in it, two in it. But everyone else was obviously like, there was always a bit of a gap. Way off England was like 10 goal difference between top teams. Whereas now like there's so many teams who've stepped up there next to the next level. Yeah, it just makes it so exciting. It and, does. It makes it a yeah. lot tighter, a lot closer yeah. and a lot more fun. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. convinced 
that it's on the back of the you know these top six nations having players that have been part of the Vitality Super League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're also part of Suncorp. You know, they've they've cut the teeth locally. Mm. They've been spotted by international teams. They've been given the opportunity to play at the top level, both in England and Australia and New Zealand. And as a consequence of that, these teams have now come on. So, you know, we've got to hats off to the the competitions that are out there for these players because that is what's developed them. And now we have a real competition on our hands. Yeah, I, I remember seeing um, after we won the gold at Commonwealth, Lisa Alexander, uh, the Diamonds head coach, coming out saying, you know, our, this Suncorp competition is supporting all these other athletes. You know, it's not it's not necessarily supporting the Australian athletes as much mm. as it needs to. It was a bit controversial like when yeah. it came out at the time. And I couldn't disagree more. Like, just listen to what you've said then. Like, you know, we want competition. We want it to be exciting. And we want, like, to attract more viewers to the sport mm-hmm. for that reason. If we just kind of, you know target one nationality and they're going to be strengthened because the competition's better there like what what's the point? It, well it, it makes everyone else passive then if you yeah. think oh well we don't stand a chance and yeah. and you're right then people people don't buy into it because they go well if there's one obvious winner what, what's worth watching yeah exactly so yes. it's it's in a much better place and i'm excited for kind of the future of netball as a result of that I, it's not the first time though that that's been said because lisa alexander is not the only person to have said it because it's been said here in England, because what they're saying is, is that if you um, have overseas international players playing within our local Super League, does that then preclude our own talent? Does that then block our own talent having the opportunity to play at the highest level? Now, some of the players that come across the pond, big names, if you look at Cat um, um, Latu. Yeah. You know, or to, to, a VT. to a VT. Oh, we can't we say need to Sarah. Sarah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're a linguistic. <laughs> but that girl alone raised the profile of the Scottish Sirens and I'm sure filled their sports arenas every single weekend yeah. she was playing because of her being a name. And you think of what those young shooters would have learned from her absolutely. in training. Absolutely. Like, that expertise she's and that knowledge she's passed on, hopefully, like is going to boost them. It is. Um, but the question still arises, you know, within the um the ANZ within Suncorp and within our own Super League. Does it stop our own or local talent being used within their own competition? tough one isn't it's, it it's a tough I, one I, I think i do agree with like restricting the ca- like the number of import players you can bring over i think that's a good way of managing well, yeah, that yeah i mean um, there's some been some talk about limiting it just to one rather oh, than the no. two i think i think two's fair i think then you've got still got five spots up for grabs for homegrown players haven't you i think there is we need to make sure our pathways are adequate to kind yeah. of push homegrown players through and give them the opportunities but the experience and the expertise that these import players can bring over it's it's invaluable so and I, and also the excitement factor mm-hmm. like we need it we need it well we've slightly digressed but quite yeah. well there actually and if you i imagine that this is something that a lot of our listeners will have an opinion on mm-hmm. um so we are prepared to talk about this on another podcast in greater detail so if you've got any questions about that or you want to express your opinion uh, send them to hello at mynetballnation.com right thank you very much for that ladies before we wrap up i just want to give a massive shout out to sheelan craig who's got in touch to tell us her world cup chance Yes, Sheelan. Right. You might remember from last week's episode, we were talking, Sarah was saying she was on the phone and she was saying, we need some chance because that's the kind of stuff that is going to get, it's going to get the girls going. It's going to get them excited, build their confidence. So 
Sheila has said she wants us to perfect a chant for Jiva Mentor in the tune of Hey Mickey. So, <laughs> Jiva Mentor, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Jiva! Hey, Jiva! Oh. And again, all together. I went to clap, but I'd be so out of time. <laughs> <laughs> I the game. <laughs> right, on the count of three, we're going to do this together. All right, let's do this. Three, two, one. Hey, Jiva Mentor, you're so fine. I thought we were playing from the top. I'm just going to clap, I'm not going to sing. Yeah, I think I should stop doing both. Okay, are we, are we ready? Go, you're on your own. All right, that's fine. Jiva Menta, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Jiva. Hey, Jiva. Yes! yes! Thank you so much, Sheelan. Oh. Uh, just a reminder, if you've got any questions or chants for Sarah and Mags and Kate, uh, or any more, uh, yeah, as I say, any more chant suggestions, please do get in touch. You can tweet us at MyNetballNation or drop us an email to hello at MyNetballNation.com uh, and we will do our best to answer these in next week's episode. I promise as well that I won't just burst out into song <laughs> like that. Do you know? We'll make sure we perfect it next I, time. I knew Emma would sing it. I'm yeah. glad, I'm glad Emma sang it. Do, do you know what? I couldn't read it without singing it straight away I was like no I've got to sing this but, but in all seriousness what Trey you see like we, we touched on today about the eighth man um yeah chance all the way that's absolutely so, so we need to learn that from the football don't we the world cup um, yeah this, this is it chance yeah. for the world cup it Let's can get them really in. give the players a boost so yes. please do get them in right before we say goodbye have you got any shout outs ladies do you know, i don't think i have this week other than you know let's just champion the lionesses again because they're yeah. just roaring yes, on they, they are. are roaring on after that display by Cameroon yeah. you know they were just outplayed by you know a professional outfit well done to our England Lionesses for staying professional and not rising to it um, and just keep going you're doing fabulously we're really proud of you we are we're so proud and we're rooting for you aren't we uh, Kate do you have any shout outs do you know I do because cool. I've been dying to get on this side yes. <laughs> shout go on and also I was, I was laughing I was like I'm making up for Sarah's lack of prep on the shout out part of the show <laughs> yeah. so uh, hopefully this gives her a kick um, but no I've got a, a few of I'm coaching a little bit over the summer I'm coaching a team called Northern Netball Club in York and I know some of the girls have started listening on the back oh, of that so nice. give them a big shout out you're doing awesome work girls so look forward to seeing you tomorrow um, so those guys um, who else was a lady called Lucy who reached out to me yesterday we used to play with and she saw our like social stuff on the back of uh, the World Cup thing yesterday and she made me laugh she said she's still playing she loves it and her and her teammates have decided they're carrying on until the bodies absolutely like refuse to let them <laughs> yes. and, and she's like that is not yet so good work to you and the yes, girls Lucy. I, I love that and then a, a final one is just to say a big thanks to everyone who's helped me get back on the court um, after having my little boy and being a netball mum like massive support from my club Morrison's club and all the girls who are there and have him during the games have him at training and all that stuff so a big thank you to those guys and my, bo- my boyfriend Sam because obviously couldn't do it without him oh. <laughs> big, big do you know, oh. I feel like we need a round of applause for that I feel, oh. like, I feel like it's an acceptance speech <laughs> I feel like it's not yeah you could tell us some, some, back, some appropriate you, background yeah. music to all that you, you can tell <laughs> how, long, with you. how long I've been dying yeah, to say it <laughs> you should have said we just would have got you oh. on as a guest previously <laughs> I'd like to do a less sentimental shout out to the guys at Vitality because oh. yesterday yeah, Mm. We got some freebies and oh. I'm buzzing because, you know, what are these made out of? Is it aluminium or something? something it's, like that. They're very expensive bottles are. that are coveted. So, you know, these popular water bottles that we're all drinking out of at the minute because they're like more sustainable, they're better for the environment and they're just great. They're really handy to have. Well, Vitality gave us some yesterday when we were at the uh, the World Cup preview and I've not 
put it down. I'd have taken it to bed with me if I could have done. It's amazing. <laughs> Isn't awesome. it amazing? I, do, yeah. I feel like I need to have it with me. I feel like I'm letting the side down you because are. you've got it. But they are, I think you can buy them, can't you? Because it's hashtag we are rising. Yeah, so. hashtag we are rising. Yeah, if you can buy them, have yeah, a look on their website. You might be, real. might be able to see them. So thank you very much to the guys at Vitality mm. for that. And uh, guys, thank you very much to you. That's the end of this thank week's you. episode. Uh, so I'll see you both next week. Actually, Kate, are you joining us? Do you know what? That's it. Now I've got the bug. I'll be back. Yeah, she will. <laughs> Jack, Jack's been really good. So uh, Jack's just, asleep. He, I think he's nodded off. Yeah, yeah, we, definitely coming back. Producer Nick, free. Daddy Daycare in there, looking after him. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's giving you a break. That yeah, you can perfect. come back if you know he'll, he'll nod off. Right. Thank you so much for that, guys, and thank you for listening to Netball Nation. To listen to our podcasts, head over to mynetballnation.com and follow us on all of the social platforms at mynetballnation. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This is Nebel Nation.